Father, I'm so grateful to be able to spend this time with my friends. And Lord, it is my prayer that they would experience in this day your love, that they would be awakened to your grace and generosity, and that the fire of the Holy Spirit would be ignited even more so in their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So recently, I was on a online event, and uh, they had a question and answer session, and someone said this to me, uh, Terry, uh, what would be your prophetic word to us regarding what's going on in our country and in the world today? <laughs> and uh, my first response, which is still my response, is that I don't believe I have a prophetic gift. There, there are other gifts God has given me, but I don't necessarily have that particular gift. But it, it caused me to begin to think about several things, and I want to share some of that with you today. And I want you to hear me say, this is me. This is where I am. It doesn't mean where you need to be at all, but these are very, very difficult times, and there's a great amount happening in our country and in our world, and it seems like Conflicting voices are equally loud and equally energetic about their particular posture and position. And here in the United States, we live in a time where a lot of individuals are linking Christianity with particular political parties. And that can be very difficult for us. And, and the first thing I began to think about was a scripture that comes in Matthew 24. It's actually verse 24. And it it, it, it basically is a picture of the end times, and it says that even the elect would be deceived if that were possible, meaning not that we would be permanently deceived, but we can wander. We can get off track, especially if we're not awakened and discerning about what is of the Lord and what's not of the Lord, and how sometimes, as Scripture teaches us, it can appear to be an angel of light when, in fact, it is not. And so I've been thinking about that since this person asked me that question. And I just want to share some, some thoughts with you. And I'm not trying to convince you that where I am is where you need to be. But maybe by sharing where I am on this, it'll stir you to think and search and go deep in the Lord regarding your own life. So I want to share several points and uh, of things that I want to be careful about. And, and here's the first one. I want to, I really want to ask the Lord to keep me from turning a blind eye to things that are definitely not of him, particularly when what is not of him is serving some of my desires and serving some of my needs. In other words, that this little bit of getting off track would somehow benefit me. I don't, want to, I don't want to turn a blind eye to that. I want to recognize that as a follower of Christ, I need to be open and discerning no matter who this is impacting other than myself. Do you guys know the name Martin Niemöller? Martin Niemöller was a German activist who rose up against Nazi Germany. At first, he didn't. But then his eyes became opened. And years after the Holocaust, he being a, a German pastor, he wrote a poem. And I want you to listen to this poem because it relates to this very first point. He said this, First they came for the communists, 
and I did not speak out because I was not a communist. Then they came for the socialists and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me and there was no one left to speak out for me. Now, the circumstance, of course, in Nazi Germany is quite different from what we're possibly experiencing today, but yet there are seeds of similarity in that there are times that throwing the name of Jesus around and Christianity around happens, but there is a compromise in the midst of that statement that really goes off track from what Jesus would really do, particularly in attitudes toward particular groups of people. And so right off the bat, I don't have a prophetic word, but Lord, open my eyes so that I can see and that I'm not allowing myself to be lured away to something that's not of you simply because it could benefit me. I think the other thing I have to be aware of, which is very much like this, is the concept of syncretism. And secretism has to do, again, with the idea of everything looks exactly like it should, but there is this little bit of yeast, this little bit of variance that comes in. And because I see so much of it looking the same, I miss the syncretic involvement of something that's not of the Lord. Now, every one of us have heard the old adage that if you're going to be a person that looks out for counterfeit money, you spend all your time looking at the real thing. And when you look at the real thing, you're going to be able to spot the variance. You don't spend your time looking at what's false. You spend your time looking at what is true. And so for me, that means I got to spend a lot of time looking at Jesus. How did Jesus live? What was his attitude toward the broken, to the sinful, to the outcast? What did he think about the stranger? What are his teachings regarding caring for those that are hungering? For those that are facing war? Yeah, it's true. We, we, we are living in particular nations, and there's a civil responsibility that comes with that, but we have a higher responsibility. And so we need to be careful about things that are said and done that we look at it and we know in our hearts, if we just open our heart, there is no way that's of Jesus. And I need to be aware of that. I think another thing that I'm asking the Lord is, help me be aware of people's efforts to groom me, to accept something that is false by saying something over and over again until it becomes an automatic response within me. Now, I'm going to use a very silly example of this, but do you know that if, uh, if someone began to tell you that so-and-so sprinkles cocaine on their toast, and they tell you that over and over again, and then one day you see them eating toast, do you know that already you would be primed to suspect something even though it may not be true. And a good manipulator begins this long before a particular event or outcome 
comes to pass. And so I, I want to say, Lord, help me be open to this notion of priming. Do you know the name Albert Speer? Albert Speer was really the architect of war for Adolf Hitler. He wrote a book called Inside the Third Reich. And one of the things he said, he spent, I think, over 20 years in prison because of his involvement, uh, tried at Nuremberg, that it was hard for him to recognize the devil when he had his hand tenderly placed upon his shoulder. You see, a person who primes, who grooms, they have an outcome in the future that they want, and then they begin through care and affirmation and repeated statements to try to position us so that when that outcome happens, we will already have a prejudice as to what really took place. And so I think that's very, very important. Lord, I don't want to in any way be caught into that. I think another thing I want to watch for is when people are no longer people, but they become machinery. They're just there to serve our needs. You know, one of the things that's true about God's moral law is it works for everyone and to everyone's benefit. But there are cases in which a law that's put into place does not work to everyone's benefit. And we need to recognize that when that happens, we're often using a particular group of people as a means to an end. I've probably shared before a study that was done by an Asian anthropologist about Native Americans. And she said that the people in these communities look at Native Americans in one of three ways. They see them as scenery, let's go look at them. They see them as machinery, let's use them. Or they see them as people to care for and to get to know. And that the most people look at them as scenery and machinery. And boy, that can happen to us also. We can forget that individuals are made in the image of God and that we need to really treat them in that way. And so we can never allow it to be that a person is only there and only of value if they're serving our particular agenda. Now, for me, I have to also be aware of something else, and I am not saying this is true of any of you. Just hear it and throw it out if it makes no sense. But I, I have to be aware of what's, what I would call Christian nationalism. You are aware that the one thing Jesus said repeatedly about the kingdom of God, that it would not be a geopolitical kingdom, but it's a kingdom that infiltrates all over the globe with the principles of God and the virtues and values of God. And there are times when, and it's happened all through history, where a group of people begin to decide, well, no, we want to go a step further than that. And we start pushing for a Christian nationalism. Look, I want to be a good member of my culture and of my society, but my kingdom's from another place. It's the kingdom of God. I'm part of the colony of heaven. My purpose of being here still is to be salt and light and to infiltrate into the world with the principles of the kingdom. Civil responsibility is ours for sure. But at the same time, we want to recognize that our citizenship is from another place. And so our concern has to go beyond just us. 
Let's make all the world a better place. Let's care about what's happening everywhere. Right now, as I'm speaking, there is a war blazing, raging in the Ukraine. And as Christians, we need to care about that. We need to be compassionate for those that are hurt and are dying on both sides of that equation. And we want to infiltrate with love the principles of the kingdom. Now, because I can't see your face, I don't know how you're responding to this. And there may be some of you that are saying, oh, now he's tipped his hand. We know he's one of them. Well, maybe I am one of them. I'm just not sure which one of them to define myself as, except for this. I am first and foremost called to be a follower of Christ. He is the North Star. He is the genuine article. He is the model of how we are to respond in this world. And so I don't want a blind eye to things that could take place that would benefit me, but don't benefit everyone. And they're not part of the kingdom. And I want to care about all the individuals that are being hurt, even if at this point it isn't hurting me. And I want to watch for the yeast that comes in that's, that's just not of Jesus, no matter how much you lift up Jesus. And I want to particularly be concerned about being groomed, that someone wants something down the road, and so they begin positioning now to get me to accept that, even though the evidence may not be there for that. I think this is basic Christian principle. Now, I told you at the beginning, these are just my thoughts, and I'm not trying to sway you in any way, but what I would like to do is to have you begin to think yourself, what is it that God wants me to be aware of? How am I going to become more discerning? And is there any place right now that I've bought a lie because it has a bodyguard of truth around it? I want to know that. Because in the end, we have one great loyalty, and that's to Jesus our Lord.